1: Wow, it's already March the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of yesterday's show we had on Lowell Nelson, Paul Institute.org doing a phenomenal job. We talked about the Utah Precinct Caucuses today. Yeah, you want to learn more and know where your precinct is? precinct is where you go for that we also talked about the Utah legislative session HB 11 prohibits boys from participating in all female sports teams but they're manipulating it they're literally disarming folks twisting arms changing the bill slightly to uh, decrease opposition but, ladies and gentlemen, we need to just realize, you know what? We don't need boys and girls sports. It's that simple. But yet they're destined. They're hell-bent on making sure that that's what we end up with. It's a tragedy, ladies and gentlemen. We have then talked about a Ron Paul column. It all comes back to NATO. Ron Paul believes just as strongly today as he did back in 2008 House floor speech where he highlighted the reality check saying... NATO should be disbanded, not expanded. Disbanded, not expanded. We could not agree more. Russia and the Ukraine. Walter Block with an incredible article. Yes, Putin was wrong to invade Ukraine. War is a horror. War is the health of the state, ladies and gentlemen. Innocent lives will be shed no matter how careful we are. Obviously, we need to jettison the NATO. NATO. It's the U.S. and NATO that really gets involved here. We ought not. We fund both sides of wars. Uh, we tamper in the affairs of sovereign nations. It is a shame. We also talked about U.S. Representative Thomas Massey's statement on the Ukraine. He believes we ought to assassinate Putin. Some of these people are saying, the, no, I guess it's not Thomas Massey that says that. Ben Sass says that Thomas Massey would avoid wars like the plague, just like I would. About those 600,000 barrels of oil... Eric Peters writes an incredible article saying, hey, you know what? How would we behave if this was off our shores? Wow. That was our one Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we had on our guest, Dr. Scott Bradley, to preserve the nation is collegiate goal and lifelong lifelong goal and collegiate series, I should say. freedomsrisingsun.com. Ammo Inc. in Scottsdale, Arizona is going to send a million rounds free of charge to the Ukraine. The Monroe Doctrine, ladies and gentlemen, is what I like to stick by. We talked about the history, the summary, and the significance thereof. They talked about our last shot at creating change with the People's Convoy. Yeah, how do you get your point across? Protest safely. The U.S. version of the U.S. Convoy is being ran by Freedom Fighter Nation. Lee Dundas leads the group. Lee Dundas I consider a friend. And I think she's true blue, but I also believe that if you're not very careful, you'll get infiltrators. It's like I warned Ammon Bundy and everybody else. You know what? They're gonna infiltrate you and manipulate the truth and try to take you down. We talked about so long offering plate, how long or hello online cryptocurrency giving to your church. You know, you add that all to this Monroe Doctrine, and you say, ladies and gentlemen, the Monroe, Monroe Doctrine said, hey, we won't interfere into the affairs of other nations, and the other hemisphere. But in our hemisphere, we have a legitimate, appropriate need to defend our nation. And when people get close by changing the affairs of other nations near us, we're gonna do something about it. Uh, There's a peaceful agenda to the Monroe Doctrine. There's also a a drawing a line in the sand reality to the Monroe Doctrine. Uh, It leads with peace, but we're violating it at every turn is the shame that's the tragedy ladies and gentlemen that's the real in my opinion problem all right well we did a broadcast last week and it was with a gentleman who was uh, from the Ukraine and uh his wife um is from America and his parents one of them his mother's from the Ukraine and his father's from Russia and he didn't really understand what the war's about he's in America now he lives here uh, he's become a citizen. He's a ballroom dancer. And he gave his perspective on on the Russia-Ukraine uh, reality, which is, hey, they're friends in the past, um, a healthy, rev- uh, healthy rivalry, if you will. Uh, but now somehow it's run off the rails, and he doesn't understand how or why. I maintain that we ought to stay out of foreign affairs because we don't have the right to breach the sovereignty of other nations. But then we got an email from a listener in Bulgaria. And the listener is named Richard Brown. And Richard says, hey— you know what? I'd like to give you guys, if you don't mind, a an alternate perspective on the Russia-Ukraine discussion. I think it's worthy of that discussion with Richard Brown. I think we really need to kind of think about what's going on. Anyway, he's a listener from Bulgaria. Um, he might not sound the best. We're having trouble with connectivity, but we'll do the very best we can. Richard, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live.
2: Thank you very much, Sam. A pleasure to be here.
1: All right. Let's learn a little bit about your background then. Tell us who you are. Uh, Have you lived in Bulgaria your whole life? Give us kind of an understanding about you.
2: Um, I'm mixed race. My father was black from the Caribbean, and my mother was Scottish. Uh, my father went to Britain during the war to help in the war efforts, and he was uh, a technician and mechanic working with bombers for the Allies and the English. Uh, the English fight against the the uh, against Hitler essentially, and the and the Luftwaffe. Um, I'm a martial artist. I'm a second dan belt in Yoshin Kempo and Kosho Ryu Kempo. Um, I'm a musician, a, write, a songwriter, a writer of novels, and I've also studied on uh, studied biological warfare and the developments of biological warfare from a thousand years ago when it first started according to uh, existent records. Um, what else? Yes, I'm married. Um, I have two children. Um, my wife, as you said, is Ukrainian. Her mother is in the uh, Lugansk People's Republic, which is part of the Donbass, um, a separatist country which left um, Ukraine after the color revolution of 2014-13, 2013-2014. Um, I have a guitar company, and I play guitar.
1: All right. Uh, very uh, interesting. Now, tell me again, your parents, your father, you say, is black?
2: Yes. Yes. He was from Trinidad and Tobago. And he went to okay. to support the war effort in, in England.
1: All right. And your mother and was that, from Scotland or Scottish. How did yes. she then meet your father?
2: She was working there in a hostel uh, where the servicemen stayed in Leeds in England.
1: I understand. Okay. Uh, and then your history. Then you uh, obviously um, are self-employed, if you will, at least the equivalent there of in America. Uh, you play guitar. You live in Bulgaria. How did you get to Bulgaria?
2: I had a, I have a guitar company, or we have a guitar company, and I was paying maybe eight thousand dollars a year to rent a warehouse in Scotland for stock because I sell guitars, design guitars, have guitars made. And I realized I could buy a big building over here in Bulgaria um, for the same price. I was paying $8,000 roughly per year. So I thought I'd move everything um, after the 2008 currency collapse really after the credit default swaps and the uh, and the difficulties with uh, with the economy it was much cheaper to move here and also we have a better standard of living and uh, we have 300 days of sunshine uh, in England's very and Scotland is very lucky if it gets, Maybe 80 days of sunshine or 60 days of sunshine in a year. So uh, I like the sun and uh, so I moved (laughs) here.
1: So, did you grow up in Scotland then or England?
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. England at first, I went to school in England. And then my father, who was a chief pharmacist, moved to be chief pharmacist in Scotland to a hospital. And I Completed my education there. And then I studied community and adult education and also training. And then I became a trainer of trainers.
1: All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Richard Brown on your radio from Scotland, England, and now Bulgaria. Richie McDonald Brown on your radio. We're going to get uh, a lot of details about the reality with Russia. TheEpicTimes.com
4: For decades, leftists, liberals, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho.
5: Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com.
0: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: Listener from Bulgaria, Richard Brown, with me, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have the best audio, but we're doing our best. But, Richard, you had responded to me saying, hey, I want to give a a, a detailed uh, alternate view on Ukraine slash Russia. So let's start with that uh quickly kind of let you respond to that but then i want to move to this uh bio bio warfare subject uh it's serious and a lot of people have written about it a lot is going on modern day bio warfare has been going on since the 60s at least publicly really it's been going on since the 40s and 50s uh the united states was in bed with hitler and everybody else to create not only bioweapon capabilities uh, but the eugenics movement and a whole lot more so we'll get into that and broaden the subject in a minute. But first, as you listen to the interview uh, about, uh, about uh, the Ukraine and Russia, what comes to mind, sir?
2: Um, I'll preface my, say, what I'm going to say with um, the statement that my enemy's enemy is my friend that comes from sanskrit literature written four uh, hundred hundred years before christ um, so it, it, from that position i do not disagree that putin is autocratic tyrannical deprives of people the russian people of their votes um keeps people in abject poverty in many areas of Russia, the cities, the main cities, Moskva and St. Petersburg, other towns, uh, other cities, have much higher standard of living. However, the people in the country, the people in the smallish towns, um, have very poor standard of living, which isn't improving. So. Having said that, I see very very many provocations on both sides. Um, My wife is hearing from several towns around Kiev and elsewhere which are now without water. Most have power, some have TV, most have phone and messaging and some communications, but There are some stories of people refusing food aid from Russia. They say they don't want it. Uh, Putin is a tyrant and he's invading our country. But contrarily, some who are accepting the help. However, people in going into aid corridors, including mainly women and children, because um men of fighting age have been excluded by the um by the occupiers of the town or people or military residents in the town from leaving and these aid corridors are being bombed and strafed and machine gunned and grenaded um so it's difficult to see from a, a sensible perspective which side the harm and the deaths and the terrible behavior is coming from. Um, I would say that my son-in-law is in Dnipropetrovsk. Um, he can't get out. Um, my mother-in-law, as I said, is in the east of Ukraine, and she's fine. She hears bombing in in the distance. But that's been the same since 2013-14, when the color revolution um, was brought to a head. And America, under the CIA, really ruled Kiev. Um, under the Obama administration, and lately, of course, under the Biden administration, which, in my opinion, is using Ukraine with four four of the largest energy providers' um, sons of prominent politicians on the board. Many of us have heard of of um, Schiff's son. Um, Pelosi 's son biden 's son um, and others and they 've used it as a clearing house and a laundromat for money in my opinion well demonstrably that and provably that also the the when Victor Shulkin, the uh, chief prosecutor um, Of Ukraine said that he was looking into the Biden's ties uh, and specifically Hunter Biden's ties with corruption, with um, pay to play, with laundering money, with being paid vast sums of money from the IMF, the American taxpayer, the British taxpayer, and so on, so on, NATO taxpayers. It has seemed to me, uh, sorry, and then Biden said on film, uh, if you don't fire this prosecutor who's looking into misdeeds, in inverted commas, of our family, you won't get the billion dollars. He said it, and he used more colorful language than that. So it's been a corrupt mafia run system since as you said before the colour revolution when the CIA was in Ukraine um, when they tried, when Soros decided to fund secret ops and and false flags against Russia um, and just dis- decided to undermine the Russian state. Um, From there... um, I think to many people that this regime that America has in power, and specifically the, uh, the major players, have only used people like Igor Kolomoisky, who, who, in my opinion, put into into power the president, the present president of Ukraine. Um, he was stated by a British judge as somebody who does business at the end of a baseball bat or a machine gun. So we're talking about very, very powerful people. He also ran a private bank, which took money from the IMF and immediately put it offshore into safe havens in Nassau, in the city of London and in Switzerland, where he lives now. Um, and this was all hidden. But this was a, an orchestrated acts to overthrow any reasonable function of the state. Ukraine is a very, very rich country. Most people think that it's just a a decaying mess, but it has huge wheats, huge metallurgy factories, huge coal reserves, huge uh, precious metals, um, and huge gas field, the Yezhivsky field, which runs right under Donbass, right into Ukraine. And of course, Adam Schiff's son, Pelosi's son, Biden's son, um, John Kerry's son, are and were all on the boards of these major major oil companies and gas companies they took money from russia in terms of transit fees for for transiting gas across ukraine to europe um and this is proven uh, yeah, so let me, me let me take a stab at this, Richard,
1: because we're going to come up on a break really quick, and then we'll, we'll broaden the discussion on the other side of the break. Richie McDonald-Brown with me, ladies and gentlemen. He's a listener from Bulgaria, and the first guest we had on from the Ukraine wasn't really positive about the details of why so much warring and, and battling has been going on. Richie's basically saying, look, folks, this isn't new. There's a thousand-year-plus history here. It is researchable. It is documentable and you know what the bad guys are easy to point out we'll talk about it in seconds on
0: your radio protecting your liberties you're listening to liberty news radio USA radio news with
5: Lance Pry. the war in Ukraine has entered day 13 President Zelensky was on ABC News describing Ukrainian courage and resolve.
6: I'm sure that Ukrainians are prepared uh, to stand against Russia for their entire lives. Even the cities that were occupied by a Russian military, they have seen the response and feedback from ordinary people. These ordinary people didn't have machine guns. This courage is something that is unprecedented and Russian soldiers don't even have uh, that courage.
5: Some 60,000 Sydney, Australia residents were under evacuation orders as heavy rains and flash flooding swamped much of Australia's largest city on Tuesday. The severe weather has lashed Australia's east coast since late last month and is blamed for at least 20 deaths. Daylight Savings Time kicks in this weekend. USA Radio News.
6: Hi, it's Rick. I'm at the Smiths home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's
7: out? Ah, come on. He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Christiana? We still got six houses today.
6: Indeed can help him hire great people fast.
7: I need Indeed.
6: Indeed, you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com/slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
5: Gunsmoke. Fort Laramie. Have gun, will travel. Frontier gentlemen. Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. The greatest radio shows of all time. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. On many of these radio stations or online. Just search for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. The United States continues to buy Russian oil as President Putin continues his aggression against his neighbor.
1: As the Biden administration continues to struggle on a decision whether or not to ban Russian oil in the United States, Senators Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, and Lisa Murkowski, the Republican from Alaska, have introduced legislation calling for a ban on Russian imports. Ohio Representative Mike Turner, speaking on Newsmax, said he 100% agrees. Senator
8: Manchin, Senator Murkowski are absolutely right, as is Speaker Pelosi. We need to stop the importing of uh, Russian oil. I think there are absolutely veto-proof majorities in both the House and the Senate to accomplish this. Vladimir Putin has openly threatened the United States. We certainly
0: shouldn't be his customer uh, while he threatens us on the world stage. From the USA Radio News Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt.
5: Russia's invasion of Ukraine is challenging the global food supply. Ukraine is a major exporter of corn and wheat. The two account for about 12% of the calories the world trades. USA Radio News.
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Richie McDonald-Brown from Bulgaria on your radio. So we do know why the war. Uh, The war has been going on literally forever in these regions. Why? Because there's misunderstandings. There's vying for power. uh, And really, um, bio-warfare. And manipulated warfare has been at the center of it. And primarily, the United States in bed with NATO is really the cause of uh, modern-day biowarfare since, really, World War II range uh, and going on uh, getting worse from there. The United States is the provocateur. The United States is primarily the funder. And the United States uh, literally drafting other nations by force into their cause has really created havoc and global tyranny around the world and has done so for decades. We're in over 130 nations militarily speaking, ladies and gentlemen. Look, the bio-warfare geopolitical narrative is not new, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? Records from Operation Paperclip kind of give us a real insight into this, Richie.
2: Yes,
1: certainly. Um, Also, I would point out that
2: Biowarfare is nothing new, records go back a thousand years to the first use of biowarfare. Um, people have said to me, well how can they do that? They didn't have labs, they didn't have hazmat suits, hazmat 4 containment suits, they didn't have uh, hooded cabinets where they mixed up the worst viral diseases from, that they could find in the world. Um it was very simple when when they when people wanted to overtake a city or a town, they put decaying corpses on giant slings, trebuchets, and fired them over the walls so that everybody would become contaminated with leprosy, with diphtheria, with typhoid, with so on and so on. And that gave rise, eventually, to uh, the plague, the Black Death, which eliminated a third of Europe. So it's nothing new, nothing new at all. Also, black witches, by that I do not mean skin color, I mean black Hat, which is probably, uh, would sow the water courses with hallucinogens, uh, dehydrating potions, so that the victims downstream, who use the water for their ablutions and drinking and cooking, would have violent, violent reactions, horrific reactions, accompanied by. Severe diarrhea, um, and then the side, if the other side effects from these natural in those days poisons. So it's nothing new. As long as people have been on this earth, they have been doing this. Um, I think we certainly have to stop it. Also. Um, I would say today is Women's Day. The women are the future of our race, of our whole civilization. is nothing without women. And women need to be supported in this great time, this terrible time, but also a great time because we're going into a new world. Um, they They're under terrible stress. their children are under terrible stress with the mandates with with being compelled to to restrict oxygen to the kids' brains for eight hours a day. This is severe bodily harm over months, weeks, days even. Um, and it destroys critical thinking. And it destroys brain cells, these are the these are children of the people that we must look after because they are our future, and we must protect them with the last breath that we have in my opinion uh, because, because only any good that can come out of all of this must be our children, they can't afford They cannot be oppressed. They cannot be locked down for years. They cannot be told that they must restrict their oxygen. Uh, These are crimes against humanity, never mind the harm that the kill shots have done.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is, Richie has studied and been writing about bio-warfare since the 80s ladies and gentlemen the thousand year reality the plus history of this threatening evil it's been an extremely lethal strategy believe it or not you know what this bioweapon stuff has been going on for a long time it's not new understand that records from operation paperclip show that the u.s bioware warfare strategists have been literally um protecting sheltering Biowarfare experts imported from the Third Reich, from Japan, who would eventually be deployed in and involved in Fort Detrick, Maryland's, the facility which eventually became U.S. Uh, USAMRIID. It's a big, long acronym, rude. but basically the United States um, Laboratory to develop all this high-tech capability. But, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's been happening before even the high-tech stuff of the 60s. I highlight that from World War II forward, it's been pretty high-tech stuff. There's no doubt about it. But before that, ladies and gentlemen, Reuters, believe it or not, back in the early days, the chlorine mustard gas was used by the British in the First World War in Belgium. Well, it turned out to be a lie, but this was going on since, like, World War One. this lie spread by Reuters. Literally is the false narrative that eventually uh, encouraged the Germans to use it against all of our troops So this is nothing new. This has been going on forever and there's all kinds of ways to make it happen as uh, Richie mentioned about the dead bodies being thrown over the wall uh, to create infections and things like this and sickness and illness and You know you got to deal with the dead bodies somehow Well, if you get close and can't protect yourself uh, then it spreads And so there's all kinds of ways to do this modern technology makes it easier makes it more lethal, makes it harder to track and trace. But this has been going on forever, ladies and gentlemen. So understand the Bulgarian-slash-Russian war. You know, it's hard to know who's who, when, where, what. Uh, The fact is, though— Ukrainian. I'm sorry, Ukrainian-Russian. But the hard part is, you know, the United States has been involved in it where their fingerprints have been all over it for so long, so consistently, that they've been really pitched as the big hegemonist boogeyman. Uh, on this thing. It's not about to stop. We participated in World War II with Hitler, with eugenics and everything else. And then we brought these people underground uh, to continue on. Operation Paperclip and others document this uh, reality check, ladies and gentlemen. So understand, let's now take this into modern discussion a little bit. This isn't just a Russian Ukrainian issue. This is a global issue where they're waging war on all innocent people. And Primarily, if you're Christian, they're going after you, all right? The very recent publication by Pfizer, it's nine pages long. It documents the medical damage being done by the kill shots, including death entailed in the shots. It's a variable encyclopedia of the harm being done. It's extremely relevant today, okay? So no matter where you look in this thing, the mass mandate, the compulsory vaccine front, Hey, Biden gave, what, a billion dollars to U.S. news networks to deal with this thing, Richard? Yep, yep.
2: It's under the Freedom of Information Act. This was discovered only this week,
1: less than seven days ago. This is beyond imagination. So let me make this very clear again. The United States government literally funded the media. We wondered why the media was in such lockstep for this. Well, now we find out the United States government literally funded big money to make sure all the mainstream media networks carried the ball to be pro-vaccine and to mock anybody against it. I mean, that's literally documented now, right? Yes. Yes. Totally. Um... (laughs) I think it's
2: relevant here that we say, why are these people doing this to us? Why? Um, People generally can't conceive such evil. Uh, They question it or, or dismiss it. It's all conspiracy theory. But why are these people doing this to us? It's for the great reset klaus schwab klaus schwab i think it most people know said
1: hang tight richie back in seconds liberty roundtable live All right, Richard McDonald, my guest, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about bio warfare. It's been going on globally for a long, long, long time. It's not new at all. And uh, Operation Paperclip really shows how evil the United States government can be. No doubt about it. And really, it's been going on for a long, long time. The very recent publication by Pfizer of nine pages worth of medical damage, including death and all kinds of... Uh, Destructions detailed in the thought, the shots, really is a encyclopedia of abuse, of hostility, of of death and destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, the Biden administration literally funneled a whopping one billion dollars to the mainstream media news network to promote vaccine propaganda to millions of Americans. New documents reveal. It's shocking, ABC, CBS, NBC, and don't forget about the cable TV news networks that got in on the game as well, ladies and gentlemen. Look, their crimes are legion, but we are very many, and you know what? We also have the Nuremberg Code on our side to eventually bring these sociopaths to justice, ladies and gentlemen. Look, all the Nuremberg Code articles have been breached, and you know what? They've been promoting this pandemic and their fingerprints are all over it. We can do something about it. We can really stop it. So that's kind of the takeaway from this is, you know what? The Russian-Ukraine battle is serious. It's hard to know who's who and what. But we know the United States has been absolutely um, manipulating this reality, along with being in 130-plus nations militarily. We are out of control. We are out of control. And if I say it, then they say, oh, how dare I say such a thing? You know what? I tell the truth. And the war or the horrors of war are significant. Let's be very clear about that, ladies and gentlemen. Before we end, I want you to give an update from the Russian invasion front, if you will, Richard. Your wife pays attention to this and is able to hear some unique media coverage, right?
2: Um it's very colored by the western narrative for example uh, six days ago when seven days ago when the war started overnight i knew where the biolabs were in ukraine i was aware that a, a lady member of parliament in the Rada, the ukrainian parliament had questioned why are these us biolabs who don't employ any, any Ukrainian people, only US staff and others. Why are they on our soil? We don't want them. It's a threat to us. And then as soon as I saw the map of where the bombings had taken place, they coincided exactly with the overlays of where the bio labs were. Um, since then, if you mention bio-labs on any of the social media in the West, you're immediately deplatformed, immediately taken down, immediately taken off Twitter, etc. Um, and this narrative has been strangled, strangled to death. Um I think it's important also that we know why these people, I use the word loosely, are doing all of this to the whole world. Uh, I would say that they all suffer. Klaus Schwab, who said famously, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Uh, What does this mean? You know, can't I have a tractor, can't I have a barn, can't I have chickens or a horse and can't I have a guitar and a, you know, stereo? No, you will own nothing and you will be happy. For me, this is this is words of a lunatic but, and people just dismiss it, probably. Some pay attention, but the others say, oh, he's just talking through his hat. Uh, it's nothing to do with us. What can we do? Um, But these people, they're all dark triad personalities. They suffer from all of the dark triad psychological illnesses, narcissism, Machiavellianism, sociopathy. Narcissism is incorrect love of the self. Machiavellianism is manipulative behavior designed to belittle people so that you can stand above them and control them. Sociopathy—we most of us know what that is. It's being bereft of love, being re- bereft of any respect for people's rights or, or the very existence of people. They call this the useless eaters, and so deny all the art, all the writings, all the creativity that's come out of normal, normal people. Um, And also, they invert Christianity. Christ said, whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me. This is why the children are victims. This is why the children are mandated for injections. Christ also said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So the deep states, the, uh, the, the neocons, the uh, the shadow government, whatever you want to call them, they invert this. And because they suffer from these dark triad personalities, narcissism, Machiavellianism, manipulation, sociopathy, all together. And they are also demonstrably or demonstrably worship Satan, uh, people can't handle that, um, but these, this is what these people believe, um, and this is how we have, and we have to fight this. I saw Thomas Rentz, the notable U.S. attorney who's whistleblown, especially the mili- the damage done to the U.S. military, um, on the Mel Kay show, and he said, we need tribunals, and these people brought to justice. Then he said, I hope that I see it in my lifetime. For me, that's far, far, far too far away. Another 30, 40 years. I don't know how, to- how old Thomas Rentz is, but we need to use the Rico Act in my opinion, Racketeering, Influence and Corrupt Organization Act, passed in 1970, Uh, using illegal income to acquire, establish or operate an enterprise. Isn't mandating experimental vaccines an illegal act? Well, it's an illegal act, certainly. and it's also a
1: war crime, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear. Yes. Uh, and the uh, sanctioning that is being taken place against Russia, manipulating bank uh, transactions, uh, and everything else is flat-out war crimes as well. The bottom line, presidents of the United States, vice presidents of the United States, and their children have been used to literally enrich themselves at the expense of international war crimes, ladies and gentlemen. Whether it be in Ukraine and Russia, the latest conflict there, whether we're talking about 130 nations plus, militarily speaking, we're involved in, whether it be Operation Paperclip, uh, whether it be Vietnam. I mean, the uh, literally violations of the United States Supreme Law of our land, the Constitution, are legion. But ladies and gentlemen, their crimes are legion. But we are very many around the world, and we also have the Nuremberg Code on our side to eventually bring these sociopaths to justice. That's really the bottom line of what we want to say, is they may we may feel like they have the upper hand, but the truth is on our side, God is on our side, and eventually we will expose, and these people will be accountable. Uh, Richie, that's really the bottom line uh, in this, is that this war thing is way bigger than we think, this bio-warfare geo Uh, narrative geopolitical narrative it's not new it's been going on forever and yes russia ukraine is the latest skirmish in this but the fact is their crimes are legion and every effort is to move the needle towards tyranny every effort is to attack the christians worldwide every effort is good versus evil And, and you know what that narrative is extracted from this reality is that a good summary
2: Excellent, in my opinion. Excellent.
1: All right, have we left out anything vital? We've only got about a minute or so left, but I want to see, if we left out anything else vital people ought to know?
2: I would say happy Women's Day. I would say that from what I see of President Trump's executive orders, this is in hand. This has been thought through for a long time, and they're not going to win, but In the transition to our new world, there will be much suffering. There may be much starvation. Uh, And also, in this terrible time, we have to care for the people who've fallen, for the people who've been terribly harmed by these nine pages of, of medical, severe medical problems. It's only the tip of the iceberg. The judge in Texas ordered them to release one per month, one tranche of nine pages per month. So who knows how many more are going to come? Who knows how many more assaults on, on us and our loved ones are going to be Uh, committed or going to be revealed it's a horror show but i would say that the executive orders took this into account and for me the bioweapons being raised off the face of the earth in ukraine is great it's only great yes putin may be uh, an autocrat he may deprive people of the vote. Um, also, I think you can point to the U.S. as being deprived of the vote. So there's not much difference here. Um, but really, I feel somehow among in all of this terror, in all of this mental anguish, and everybody's suffering from this stress, there's a good time coming. Executive orders were not put there for nothing.
1: There you. you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Richie, we're flat out of time. Thank you so much for your time. Godspeed, my friend. Thank you. Thank you
2: also, Sam.
1: Cheers. Take care. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
5: to your door you can also hold precious metals in your ira this allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven assets of gold and silver your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf simply visit brighteonmetals.com today gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security shouldn't you at least look into it Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit com today.
7: This is an amazing company that has sponsored both of us. And this is a way to have backup communications when the grid goes down.
0: Well, the situation became problematic, Mike, with the New Orleans, uh, the latest uh, hurricane because people panic, and this is one thing that I've learned from being associated with the satellite phone store for over a decade, people will call and order 600 phones at a time. What? It's like this, Mike, anytime time there is a crisis, people want these, and ladies and gentlemen, they've created a, such a good deal for uh, Mike's uh, viewers, my viewers, our combined viewers, that this is the only way you're gonna be able to
6: communicate.
7: And that's the other beauty about these phones is they can't track you because it's not talking to a cell tower. It's talking to satellites, you know, orbiting over the equator. So sat123.com, folks,
1: with you live ladies and gentlemen this is indeed the sheriff mac show every solution believe it or not can be traced back to how you my fellow americans can get involved and i'm telling you sheriff mac wrote a book about this very topic called the county sheriff america's last hope because i'm convinced that everybody wants to build a better mousetrap everybody wants to have a an Article Five convention, I stand a hundred, a 1, thousand percent against it. Everybody wants to have a con, con. Everybody wants to secede from the union. Everybody wants to just throw everybody in jail. Everybody wants to. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we don't need to get near that radical. We don't need to create our own uh, grand juries that are uh, outside of the system. We don't need to go rogue. We don't need to move to the lowest common denominator like they want us to. What we need to do is use the checks and balances given to us by our founding fathers with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to give that to us we need to carry forward their legacy and if we look at the county sheriff of america's last hope we can get constitutional elected sheriffs that take the lead and then as we the people back the sheriff back the da back the county commissioners who are elected by we the people who demand constitutional servants we can peacefully one county at a time restore the republic cspoa.org to get involved and to join the weekly posse by the way, check that all out. CSPOA.org. You can also purchase the book I refer to there as well. Without further ado, Sheriff Max back with the quote of the day. Welcome, sir. Well, thanks, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. And I mean,
8: Arizona is beautiful. Uh, And man, this is the year. This is the time of year, Sam. We get to call our friends in Minnesota and Wisconsin and Michigan and brag (laughs) Uh that we live in Arizona. So anyway, It's fantastic weather here. The quote of the day from the Mac Prince United States Supreme Court victory is thus. We have held, however, that state legislatures are not subject to federal direction. The federal government may not compel the states to enact or administer a Federal Regulatory Program. Boy, folks, if that doesn't make it clear that the federal government is not our boss, I don't know what does, but everybody should read that decision. And these little booklets are available on our website. Please go there and get all of these fit right in your pocket. And you can uh, get those out to other public officials that need the education that this wonderful historic ruling gives to us all and Sam I'm done with the quote of the day
1: all right I'll tell you my quote of the day you might live okay. in a great weather state but man it's tyranny down in Arizona these days oh matching only the Utah
8: legislature trying to outlaw the constitution
1: Yeah, you know what? It's tyranny in almost every state in the union. That's why there's so much pushback, ladies and gentlemen. The reason that I highlight that is I really want you to understand pushback is necessary. We realize that we are the authority, and they derive their just power from our consent. That's important to understand, but it's also important to channel our efforts in productive, solution-oriented ways, thus the CSPOA, CSPOA cspoa.org. All right, Sheriff, you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, I sure
8: do. Uh, His name is Jorge Castro. He graduated from Heritage Academy, where I was a teacher. And, you know, the regrettable thing is, uh, I don't believe I ever had him as a student. Uh, He and I uh, became great friends. And uh, we had a lot of talks uh, as we uh, shared elevator rides. And we talked around the school. And I think I had him maybe in... Uh, as I maybe substituted once or twice for uh, a class here and there. Uh, But I never really had him as a student, and he was one of the best students in the history of our school. Again, Jorge Castro or George Castro. And uh, Sam, he has something very much in common with you. Uh, He is blind. And I have always wanted to connect you with him because he reminds me a lot of you. Uh, He doesn't let uh, this kind of, minuscule uh, handicap getting his way and being successful. Jorge,
1: welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show, my friend.
3: Good morning. Thank you for having me
1: on. Jorge, it's so nice to meet you, my friend, and thank you so much. It's kind of an interesting dichotomy a little bit, Sheriff Mack. He's blind, Mm -hmm. I'm blind, and we meet on TV.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah.
8: Yeah, Yeah, how are you guys doing this morning? I like that. Well, Jorge, we're doing great, and I'm really glad that you reconnected. You graduated about uh, two and a half years ago uh, from Heritage Academy. We became very good friends, Uh, and I had your little sister uh, a couple of years ago in my American history class. Uh, And I'll tell you what, I applaud your parents because they sure have a couple of great kids. uh, I don't know if you have more uh, siblings than uh, Joe's. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, these are, Sam, I got to tell you, these are two stalwart scholars, stalwart individuals, and very moral and constitutional uh,
3: uh,
8: children uh, of some great parents. How many siblings do you have, Jorge? Uh,
3: I only have my sister, and she's asleep right now. But she, she got <laughs> very excited when she heard that, that reconnected with you she's she wanted well, to turn
8: great. high that's great she's wonderful she's absolutely a wonderful scholar so so jorge older what or younger sibling. Uh, wait what'd you say sam is she your older or younger sibling younger she's younger she's a younger,
3: she's younger. sibling
1: so All right. so jorge well, take care of your little uh, sister good for you
8: yeah that's right and, and jorge what are you doing now What what what's up
3: well, now I'm a, currently a student at the University of Arizona. I'm trying to become a, a history major so I could go along and become a history teacher to pass down the knowledge that I inquired about the Constitution and our founding fathers.
1: So, how did that going you learn primarily you? about the Constitution from Sheriff Mack, or where did you get that uh, liberty bug, if you will?
3: <laughs> I got the liberty bug actually from another history teacher. His name is Mr. Sheffer. First name is Matthew. He's a very good teacher and he taught me everything i know now he taught me more to appreciate more of the rights and liberties that we have here in america
1: and and i thought you have to unlearn from the good sheriff first and then learn from this other guy is that how it worked no
3: i kind of ping-ponged from both
8: yeah i'll tell you what uh, sam i gotta tell you mr sheffer is a great teacher he he really knows the constitution and, and he also teaches german uh, but he's a great teacher, wow. and I'm I'm really glad that he uh, had it. But so, how's it going at U of A, uh, University of Arizona? How's it going there?
3: Um, it's pretty good so far. You know, just you know, usual stuff that they're teaching kids nowadays. You know, I don't really agree with most of it for the most part. But what can I do?
8: <laughs> so, what are they teaching that you uh, maybe one or two things that you totally disagree with?
3: Well, well, I just had a course, actually, um, that I just took. It was a seven and a half week course where they were teaching about the colonial times and the American Revolution. Uh huh. So it, it was a pretty straightforward class. We went through all the material and stuff, but one parts that some of the parts I disagree with was they try to paint the founding fathers as these racist bigots when they were ratifying the constitution when in reality they were not. Because they actually wanted to outlaw slavery. Yeah, uh, even Jefferson and, and stated I, that.
8: I had that come up. I had that come up when I was teaching school, and and I challenged the students on that, and I'd say, "Well, first of all, who invented slavery?" And you know, nobody really knew, but uh, the founding fathers did not invent slavery. Uh, some of them, as you alluded to, were very opposed to it, um, and even some of them that were opposed to it still kept slaves uh, but uh, still treated them like family and and also uh, as Washington did he put it in his will that the slaves were to be set free and you know I, I have a hard time understanding how such great men uh, could have slaves uh, but uh, that's a that's a cultural norm that I don't get no matter how you slice it uh, Blacks owned slaves. Uh, uh, African tribes uh, also marketed slavery. Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how anybody ever could try to own another human being. I don't care where it happened. Uh, I don't excuse it at all. But me neither. The founding fathers uh, uh, tried to get rid of it. It didn't happen. And look, we ended up. Fighting a war over it and and so you know
1: i I, I don't know but uh,
8: yeah, I, I think anything... the war
1: had a lot more to do with states' rights than I do slavery though William Wilberforce got rid of slavery without a war we could have done the same as well the founding oh, fathers I, I we not, many of them many of them were born into a slave situation uh, whether they were owners of slaves etc but most of the founding fathers helped set the stage to jettison slavery in their very founding documents let's be very clear that most of them right. uh, wanted to deal with that. But it's very hard to change societal norms. Their lives were at stake. Uh, it was very difficult. So I'm not defending their positions necessarily, but I am defending that, you know what, they did their very best to set the stage to jettison the evils of slavery, rightly so, Sheriff.
8: Yeah, it was supposed to, it was supposed to be uh, grandfathered out in 20 years, uh, but it just, it didn't happen. And the Southern states uh, wouldn't have it. And so that's what, uh, that's what led to some of the state's rights issues you're talking about. And and so anyway, Jorge, what else is happening at the university level? Is How hard is it to be a constitutional conservative like you at the University of Arizona?
3: I mean, it's tough, man. Um, you know, <laughs> you, even if you express your rights, you know, that even if you just express that you believe in individual rights as a human being, you get you get ridiculed for it, and I've had that experience myself a bit.
8: Which makes me wonder: whatever happened to the left, the Democrats and and the left? Whatever happened to their uh, support of civil rights? Uh, I thought they were the big time civil rights supporters and the big Martin Luther King supporters. What happened to that?
3: That's what that's that's what I thought as well, but. It turns out it only—they're only the civil rights when it supports their narrative.
1: <laughs> yeah, they appeal well, to civil rights because they know that's what makes you cave to their agenda. Eventually, once they get in power, they jettison your ideals that they uh, espoused to get there, and then they implement their ideals, which are vastly different. Where you are—you able to spar with a lot of your professors? Do you take them on boldly, nobly, independently, Jorge?
3: Um, I, I'm not. I'm not really confronta- I'm not really a confrontational person. But I have in the past. Where like, I remember I took a journalism class my first year where I where I boldly stood against my or I boldly stood against some of the beliefs that my professor had, and he he was pretty respectful. So I'll give him that. You know, it, he's a good guy.
1: Well, that's good. All enough. right, Just, I'm the type that would be fairly confrontational. Sheriff, I'd take him on. <laughs> sam indeed we'll take him on jorge
8: you probably ought to invite him to one of your classes well, yeah ah,
1: ah, I but i will say about the left like you too much. i'll take it on go ahead jorge yeah.
3: but what i will say about the left is that we have to remember it was the democrats who fought for slavery and who started the, the kkk and who also at at first who were the ones who who, did, who used the filibuster numerous times to not get civil rights passed, like in the 50s.
8: Uh, Jorge, what would you say to the Washington Post and other articles that have been written about me that call me
3: uh, a racist? What would you say to them? I'll say you, you're not you're not a racist because I've i known you for, for those two, three years I was with you in school because you came in around 2017-ish and... From my experience Actually, as a Hispanic, in, uh,
8: my first semester was 2015.
3: Oh, okay. Fall, well, I got through the 2016. Yeah. Oh, but keep going. But boy. yeah, I got. I'd say to them that they should that before they make statements about someone that they should really do their homework on on that person because you putting out inflammatory statements. You know, trying to insult insult someone that could ruin someone's life, like how they tried to do to Kyle Rittenhouse, how they called him a white supremacist.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess if you own a gun, that makes you a white supremacist. But uh, no. And if you believe what I have found uh, is if you believe in the Constitution and the founding fathers, they want to uh, label you as a racist or white supremacist or bigot. And uh, they, they, they kind of win on that because uh, most of the media just follow follows uh, in line with that narrative. But Jorge, let <clears throat> me ask you another question. I... Every guest that I have on here, uh, or that we, Sam and I, uh, have on the show, uh, I ask this question. What is the absolute worst thing happening to America today? What's going on in America that you find the most appalling and the most dangerous
3: uh, to America? This one's easy. So, as we all know, the whole pandemic started in March of 2020. Mm Okay. Okay. And what I find really, really appalling is just how, how these, how these states, how they're just becoming, how they just turn into all of a sudden into dictators, all in the name of your health. But in reality, if, but in reality, they really don't care about your health. They just want full control. Even though we should be able to make our own medical decisions, like whether we want to get vaccinated or wear masks. How about your family? And that's actually a great answer. Fantastic answer. Thanks. Uh, how, how how did your family feel about the vaccination? They were skeptical at first, but you know we're they were skeptical. Like most of them, they fell right in line with the with what the science said according to Fauci, because <laughs> he is the that science. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
8: that's what he said. He's the science. So did did you get vaccinated?
3: I did because I helped my uncle and. In, in a restaurant and he just politely asked me if i would do that for him but if it was my choice i wouldn't have gotten vaccinated but i just you know i don't want to be com- i don't want to be like this the stick up in a way especially the family because right. i have a lot of respect for my family okay and and uh, how about uh, your little sister did she get back yes she did okay
8: uh how about, how about, uh, forcing people to wear the mask at school? How did you, how did you feel about
3: that? I'm strongly against that. We should not be masking people up. The science proves that masks do not work at all. And I'm, and it especially doesn't work on kids. I'm strongly against masking. It should be our individual well, choice. Again, the, the whole thing on all of that, whether
8: you've or or don't vax, it's an individual choice. And you're absolutely correct about that. And it was never justifiable to force people to get vaccinated or force people to wear diapers on their faces. And Sam and I have been big proponents of it is your choice. And that's where it ends. So uh, I think bottom line is you were saying the same thing I've said on this show numerous times, and that is, the greatest problem with what we have in America and maybe the world are governments that are so corrupt that they think that it's up to them uh, to take care of us and that our health choices, as you alluded to, uh, Jorge, uh, that they belong to the government somehow and instead of to us and our families. So uh, thank you
3: very much. Because, because they believe that they believe that since they're the experts that they could pretty much solve any problem that you may have. So they're like, Oh, just trust the government. We'll solve any problem that you have. And what Ronald Reagan said, (laughs) worst thing, worst words that can come out of a person's mouth is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Ooh, Ronald Reagan quote. Yeah. Very good. Well, well, Jorge, so
8: uh, you're trying to become a a teacher and uh, how did you, how did you like, uh, Heritage Academy. Do you want to go back and teach at Heritage Academy?
3: Absolutely.
8: Yeah, I thought it was a great school. I thought uh, I really liked the foundation, the logo that has a a Lincoln and Washington and then a student between the two. Uh, How they came up with that, that was great. Uh, The school was founded by Earl Taylor, uh, a staunch conservative uh, that I've known for probably 3040 years. And um, I, I really admire what he and uh, Jared Taylor, uh, his son, have done uh, to promote uh, charter schools in Arizona. Uh, there's four campuses now, now probably going to be five very soon. Um, and Jorge, uh, I think it's wonderful that while you have had such a strong education and a strong belief in our constitution. I admire you, and I and I am really glad uh, that we reconnected. And uh, we hope to we hope to be interviewing you soon after you're a teacher and you run for office in Arizona and become governor. Can't wait for that to happen.
3: <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. So, um,
8: yeah, Sam, do you have any other questions for for Jorge?
1: Yeah, I want to know as you go ahead in school and continue, uh, and they find out you're a conservative and the persecution slash. I don't know if it if ends up being prosecution, I pray not, but ratchets up. Uh, are you prepared to defend yourself even if you're not able to get a degree, or are you going to cave and not say anything to get a degree?
3: No, I'm ready to defend myself. I'm, I'm willing to risk everything, honestly.
1: And, and the reason that's important, I hope it never comes to that. I hope Jorge is able just to go to school and peacefully have his views and they leave him alone. But I'm finding a more and a more and a more hostile uh Collegiate reality, uh, Sheriff Mack, where, you know what, the second you stand up, pretty soon it affects your grades, and pretty soon you're l- literally um, persecuted uh, to the point where, hey, some people can't even finish these days because of the abuse that is heaped upon them. Uh, and this is serious. It's it's not going away. It's getting worse, Sheriff.
8: It is getting worse, and, and uh, I, I really— admire people like Jorge, who uh, keep their values, stand for what's right, uh, and are not afraid to tell even their professors uh, what the truth is. And, uh, you know, what a what a great opportunity, Jorge, you have at the U of A uh, to teach <laughs> the truth to your professors. Uh, I love that. So, uh, and tell me just real briefly, uh, so what grade is Jocelyn in now?
3: She's a freshman in high school. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought so. Okay,
8: uh, and she's a straight A student, isn't she?
3: Yeah, very much. And a so were a you were
8: And so were you, weren't you?
3: I was. I was not really a straight A student, but I always had a very good GPA. I was always in the three range. Where uh, who was the who was the valedictorian in your class? Do you remember? I believe it was Dyson Ellison.
8: Oh yeah, that's right. It was nice and yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was a good athlete and a good student both. And there were so few of us.
3: <laughs> yeah, there were only like five hundred kids. Yeah. So
8: um have you been back to see the new gymnasium?
3: I've been back a couple times and I really like the new gymnasium. I think it adds a good and new feel to the school.
1: Well folks are you gonna be in Jorge? <laughs> Say that again. What's your degree going to be in? History. All right. Hopefully you'll teach history in a way that will put the founding fathers in perspective. They were far from perfect, but they were literally God-fearing people who prized liberty above all else. And if you can educate the younger generation to understand that principle and to respect them for who they were. Far from perfect, people they need Christ as much as we do. But the important thing to understand is they gave their all for the freedoms we enjoy today. Pray we do the same. Should be the educational message that I hope you share with them, sir.
3: And I'm I'm a God-fearing man as well. I believe I believe in Jesus Christ. He's the He's the one who put me on this path of becoming a history teacher. And let's see what um what the man above has in store for me in the future.
1: Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. We are at
7: a hard break. If someone told you that you could change your life, change your entire life in 88 days, would you do it? Would you believe it? John and Chelsea Jubilee here. What would your life be like if you could reverse diabetes, high blood pressure, or most any other health challenge while losing fat without restrictive diets or painful exercise in
6: just 88 days?
1: even think i'd cry talking about that but honestly it was really cool to be able to get my life back
3: we have a breakthrough science of intercellular hydration
7: but don't miss an opportunity to get healthy and to get well we know almost everybody out there is selling false hope every diet in the world they all work for a minute But life is longer than a minute you need something that's sustainable we've been helping people for 25 years with this breakthrough science of intercellular hydration chronic dehydration is the root cause of most illnesses so we want to encourage you go log on to our website watch these amazing testimonials honey they sound too good to be true don't
0: they
6: yes they do and that's what all of them say it's too good to be true however it worked for me
0: I uh, endorse the program
4: wholeheartedly it has led to um, improvements that I can't fully explain based on uh, my medical knowledge.
6: 88 days, what did you expect? What I didn't expect. My acid reflux I had for
0: 20, over 20 years is completely gone.
7: It's okay to be skeptical, but don't miss your opportunity this year in 2022 to be your best you ever. So log on to energizedhealth.com. That's energizedhealth.com.
1: On the Sheriff Mac show, thanks so much to Jorge. Castro doing a phenomenal job he was a student at the same school where Sheriff Mack taught Uh, Jorge is blind but sees better than anybody else the truth about what's going on he's a conservative in a very liberal college persecution is heaped on those who stand up for their beliefs but Jorge doesn't care he's going to get it done anyway and ladies and gentlemen I'm just telling you right now we need youth like that. Best of all, uh, he's going to be a history teacher. So hopefully we can help younger generations understand the sacred cause of liberty. These sacrifices made by our founding fathers, uh, founding men and women who understood the sacred cause of liberty. Sheriff Mack, another group that understands the sacred cause of liberty, the headline says this, quote, it could be anyone in the district a tiny Texas school district. It's called the Grand, the Grand Sailing Independent School District. I guess they've got about 1,200-plus students. They're east of Dallas, Texas, by the way, now allowing teachers to carry firearms. The superintendent, Micah Lewis there, or Micah Lewis, I think it might be, told the New York Post, anytime there was a school shooting, me and the board talked about it again. And we said, hey, if some crazy came in here, could we minimize the damage by being armed, was their question? And the answer is yes. He added, we're educators. I hate that we might have to do that, but again, you weigh it out. Do you take the student down if he's mowing people down? It's an easy answer, he said. It's clearly a resounding yes. I figured that in the community of Grand Sailing would have support. There's gonna be a few people that would question why would do that, but let's lay it out for everybody. Are we more safe or less safe if we do this? It could be anyone, it could be any employee of the district and we don't divulge who that is. We don't even let you know how many are on each campus or how many are in each building that are armed. They're just randomly everywhere. Lewis said that district employees who want to carry the firearms must have a license to carry it. They also have to have 40 additional hours of training and have a license to carry Um, the guardian. That's what they're calling their teachers that are armed. The guardian must keep possession of the firearm at all times. The weapon is, and the ammo is never stored on campus. One of the guardians said to me, quote, can you believe we're to this point? When I got an education 30 years ago, I never thought would get to this point. They say almost everybody in their community supports it. The only critics are outsiders. One Grand Sailing resident cold CBS 19 TV. Sadly, people go crazy. People start killing people. Sadly, this is necessity in our schools today. Uh, bottom line, uh, Sheriff, this is uh, happening uh, in a, a small school district in Texas. They're taking the lead on what I believe to be the real solution, Sheriff.
8: Yeah, they are, Sam. And that, that dovetails right into what Uh, Our school did and uh, kind of, I guess, the state legislature in Arizona, but they started allowing for that. And uh, Heritage Academy actually has a firearms training course that kids can uh, take. uh, uh, It's an elective and you can take the course and you can learn about gun safety. And they actually uh, go to a local firing range and they learn how to properly and safely use a gun. Uh, So schools uh, are uh, allowed to do that, uh, at least in Arizona. And the one thing that really perplexed me about that is I spoke with other teachers uh, and said, do you not understand that having an armed teacher uh, or armed teachers uh, is the best defense for anyone who might start trying to shoot up our school? Uh, And, of course, the liberals don't agree with that they don't see that and i said so if uh, let's say a former student who goes crazy and wants to come back and get even with the teachers who didn't like him or the kids that didn't like him and he comes back and he brings in a gun to the school which would be very easy Uh, there's not metal detectors and most schools in arizona don't have metal detectors Uh, and he brings in a gun and. He knows the protocols for when somebody comes in with a gun or knife or whatever kind of weaponry, uh, how you line, how you build a little pile of students over in the corner where they can't see you. And and not only that, we block the view on the door so he can't see in the window. But he would know because he's a former student, he or she, uh, and I don't have anybody in particular in mind, but I know these types of things have happened. And so if that student comes into the school knows where the kids are lined up, starts shooting. Uh, and you you would say, and I asked, I asked another teacher, very liberal. And I asked her, would you not like someone like me, a former cop who's been trained in all of this? You would not want me to have access to a gun in school to stop kids from being shot. And she said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever agree with that. And I said, so you want to wait five to 10 to 15 minutes for cops longer, with guns, people with guns, you'd want to wait that that time when I could I could take, take that person out in a matter of seconds. And she actually said, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. Have you lost your yeah. mind? That's what I said. Yeah. So there's there's at least, there's former military, two former military, a gun, the gun teacher, uh, who's uh, very adept uh, in shooting. All, all five of us, four or five of us could be armed. Uh, one of the principals could be armed. And again, no one knows who's armed. I had students ask me all the time, Sam, Sheriff, do you, do you bring a gun to school? And I would say I can't confirm or deny that, even though I did not. Uh, I think once or twice I did, and and I can't remember why. I think there was a little bit of a threat towards the school, but the school never gave me permission, and I just did it on my own, and I hid it. Uh, I, didn't, I don't like to carry one on my person, so I actually hid it in my briefcase. Uh, but no, I, I'm telling you, Uh, The left, when Ann Coulter wrote a book saying that liberalism is a mental disorder, uh, I kind of had to agree with her because you can't get logic through these people. Would you rather a former cop, okay, let's say I'm a current cop and I happen to have a part-time job in the school as a teacher. You don't want me to carry a gun and take out a murdering thug who is shooting unarmed students uh, like target practice. You would not want me to do that because that might make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, how do you get through and discuss anything with somebody that is that absolutely stupid?
1: Yeah. Liberalism has become a mental disorder akin to schizophrenia, according to a new study and Coulter's (laughs) liberalism is a mental disorder uh, on one hand, has become kind of a catchphrase and people have even turned it into a meme. But the fact is, yeah. studies bear out her point and your point, Sheriff Mack. Did you know that?
8: Yeah, well, I'm not surprised at all, Sam, uh, that, that <clears throat> it just doesn't fit. When, when you can't have a logical and and even scientific, here's the studies, here's when a cop with a gun will be here, a person with a gun over here uh, that's right there in the school or in the mall or any place where the shooting is happening, and you say, no, you'll make it worse, so don't shoot back. You, that, there's just absolutely no st- statistic to support that. You know another statistic that is not supportable by what these people say? Is that the suspect will take the gun away from you and use it on you. Uh, that has a- actually happened a couple of times with cops very rarely but it does happen and sometimes it happens with people but 86% of the time that you confront a suspect with a gun you come out unscathed and he comes out dead
1: or either that disabled. or oftentimes they'll flee and leave the situation either way correct. carnage is averted correct
8: if you it, usually sam all you have to do is brandish the weapon. You don't even have to fire it. You just show it, and the suspect will give up, run away, uh, and what else? What? There's another one. He'll give up, run away, or shoot himself. Yeah, he takes himself out. So I I like all three of those, and and it's just because somebody has a gun, they don't necessarily even need to use it. So.
1: But, however, we would encourage you never pull a gun unless you do intend to use it, though.
8: Uh, yeah, that's absolutely correct.
1: Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so so I'm not saying that you have to use it. Oftentimes, you don't. But do not play games. If you pull a gun, you better be ready and willing to use it. Otherwise, it will get taken from you or otherwise damage will be done that you don't intend and you've actually escalated the situation. So you better be prepared and training is one of the biggest keys. One of the things I like about this story is it said it's anyone in the district. And then they basically talk about the training that is necessary and that the guardian or the, uh, um, teacher in this case or administrator needs to be very knowledgeable and have a lot of training about how to use these, um, defense mechanisms effectively and believe it or not the school that i send my children to sheriff mac has the same policy you don't know who's armed you have to assume it's every administrator because you don't know but there are enough of them guaranteed to ensure safety uh, at the school that's vital and it doesn't mean no one will ever get hurt what it does mean is we can minimize the damage done what it does mean is we can take control of the situation sooner more quickly Because remember, David A. Clark Jr., our good friend, former sheriff of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, taught very clearly, look, I can't be there in time. I'm your sheriff, but we've got a partner on this thing. I've got to count on my citizens, and we've got to work together to solve these problems. We go back to the CSPOA's principle, which is we the people backing the blue when they're true. Backing those public officials who keep their oaths of office and have absolute fidelity to their oaths of office. This is vital, Sheriff, and the whole purpose of the CSPOA.
8: Well, yeah, and and it's uh, been proven that uh, women with a gun uh, is the most effective defense for any attack that they would be possibly uh, suffering at the hands of some thug. Uh, it's yeah, not you know what I call a gun in the hand of a good woman? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A rape me we should not. be celebrating
1: that. Say, say that again. I call a gun in the hand of a good woman a rape me not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is.
8: Uh, and it is the most effective. This is again, scientific. I don't, I don't know if you call it scientific, but it is mathema- mathematical. So that's pretty close. Mathematical statistics prove that the safest way for a woman Or a man or anyone else, uh, young, old, in between, uh, the best uh, defense mechanism uh, for you to use to prevent an attack is a gun. Oh, Sam, that brings up a question. What is your favorite weapon? Do you prefer revolver or semi-auto? Revolver. Revolver. It, I think you can feel it and, better
1: and know how to work it. Not only can I feel it better as a blind person and know how to work it easier, but it's easier to understand when it's loaded. It's easier to uh, deal with. Um, you know, you can take out your shells when you're done as opposed to having them just shoot somewhere or, you know, launch to the side somewhere. I think they're better for younger people, for inexperienced people, uh, for those simple reasons. Um, I think revolvers are simpler to understand and to use. Uh, also, less jams occur.
8: Yeah, I, I agree. In fact, people ask me, uh, a friend of mine uh, that I graduated with, Debbie, she she says, I've never owned a gun, but I want to own one. What should I do? And I said, meet me at the firing range, and I'll show you which one that I think you should get, and we'll shoot one or two of them and let, let you make the choice. She chose a revolver. I actually recommend that uh, for people who are just starting out. Uh, it's, it's easy. You, you know how to load it. It's easy to load. You need to know which way the cylinder is turning because I actually recommend people who are ever around children that you keep the first cylinder, uh, in, oh, uh, empty. So there's six, if it holds six, keep the next one with the action. The next action will prov- pre actually provide a click. So if somebody were ever to get the gun from you or a child gets it, you have one click to take it away uh, or to get it back or to take it away from a child. So in the home, if you want to just the so response time level, is incredibly
1: fast if you know that first round's not loaded, but your ability correct. to then protect yourself somehow if somebody gets the gun from you and doesn't realize that, you've given yourself one correct. click of safety as well. Uh, I agree with that. I also think the revolver intricately enough It's very easy for people to understand, whereas a lot of these um, other kind of weapons, they're difficult to know. Hey, when does a round hit the chamber? How many rounds do I have? Is it really loaded? Is it? And people don't understand that kind of stuff uh, very well, unless they're very experienced with firearms. Personally, my favorite gun for a blind person, speaking of Jorge uh, and myself and others, I like the Derringers. You don't have as many shots with that, but they're a very close-up weapon. And if you're good and it's small and you have it hidden, all you've got to do is feign blind and stupid uh, to get them close to you. And then you don't have any chance of error uh, as well. That's just my personal reality check, Sheriff.
8: Yeah, that makes
1: sense. Uh, Most
8: shootings happen within six feet. That's
1: correct. And if you feign that you're blind, it's easy to get close to somebody to where you can make sure that you're true.
8: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So So there you have it. And I guess that's That's a great
8: way to celebrate uh, Women's Day or Women's Week or Women's Month.
1: Yes, it's International uh, Women's Day, ladies and gentlemen, March 8th, 2022. It's a global day, ladies and gentlemen. They say celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. They say the day also marks a call to a caption for accelerating women's equality. I like how they don't say Uh, equal, because I believe women have equality, at least before God and uh, government with our rights. But I don't believe men and women are equal. My wife's prettier than I am, and I just can't do anything about it, Sheriff.
8: Yeah, she is. I hate to tell you that, Sam, but she is. I don't
1: hate to tell you. But I'm proud to tell you. And, and so it's important to understand. I don't believe men and women are equal. I really don't. I believe they have unique traits that are complementary to one another, but they should have equality. There's no doubt about it. No question. And I'll tell you what. Uh, if you want to cr- create e-
8: equality uh, or if you want to become equal, a woman wants to become equal with a man in any fight, a gun is that great equalizer. And, and as a fact, you want to do something to celebrate uh, national women's day, uh, go buy your wife or girlfriend or uh, a, a new gun. Uh, my wife loves them. Uh, she's a pretty good shot. And I am like you, Sam. I'm married up. I, I know that. So, Uh, Oh, and Sam, some of my favorite people are women. And I would say, again, my wife, yeah, and and my mother. And uh, uh, my mother was an amazing woman, and uh, everybody loved my mother. And she was also uh, a little bit of a politician. She actually ran for the school board and was elected. A group of people from the community asked her to run because they were afraid that this other person was going to get on that didn't know what she was doing. So... Uh, you know what? My, my mother was uh, the reason that I learned to uh, take a stand, stand up for myself, stand for what I believed in. She taught me that. And uh, I'll ever be grateful for her. Uh, and and my current wife, who said when I told her I wanted to sue the federal government and she says, now we know why. Now we know why you were supposed to be sheriff. Uh, and, and the kind of insight that she and my mom had both uh, both uh, had on that situation uh was very uh well a a sensitive topic for me and them uh especially for uh don and me when we discussed that sam this whole thing was a miracle and the miracle happened because of my wife
1: amen to that and the miracles all happened because remember the hand that rocks the cradle ladies and gentlemen rules the world Let's be very clear about that. And the founding fathers were very unique in that they gave a lot of credit to their mothers for the education they got. Uh, They gave their mothers credit for teaching them about the principles of liberty and having a heart for the Savior, Jesus Christ, and more. And it's kind of interesting, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter usually is the producer for our show. They brought in Hannah for International Women's Day, Sheriff. Why does Hunter get National Women's
8: Day off? Should have been the other way around. (laughs) Oh, and Sam, I got to explain something, okay? I got to explain something in in my background. uh, In my background, there is. I have a bottle of wine, Sam, that's in my background on my bookshelf. Yes, sir. Uh, But this this bottle of wine was uh, presented to me by a group of people uh, in uh, California. And there's a badge. On the front, as I'm showing it here, I'm showing this bottle of wine, and there's a big sheriff badge on the front of the bottle. And this is the reason why the people uh, gave me this, and I actually accepted uh, this bottle of wine. I don't drink wine, but it's from Buena Vista, California, and it has the sheriff of Buena Vista. And <laughs> and so people uh, don't think that I'm advertising uh, wine. I am not. But I love this, and I keep a lot of Sheriff memorabilia, and this is one of them. uh, Let me explain what the Sheriff is doing with this bottle of wine.
1: They say Say that that wine needs to age, Sheriff, and so what you're doing is creating an aged collector's item that, if, if people are careful with it through the generations, will eventually be worth millions of dollars, Sheriff. Well, I hope so, and I hope that's in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Just like laughs> music.
8: we could get our hey we could fund if we could sell this bottle of wine maybe we could fund our convention on September 30th which we are really going full bore on and I want to thank Mike Adams uh, for joining us uh, on our committee uh, to raise the funds and get us a, a lot of advertising and so I, I tell you what I am proud to be part of uh, Bright Town TV I think Bob and Mike and Hannah and everybody on the team, uh, thanks for your support. Uh, folks, uh, we are absolutely dedicating our lives uh, to this uh, sacred cause, and that is the solution that is provided by the sheriffs of this country, that if they will simply keep their oath of office and take a stand and interpose on our behalf, we will take America back. And this convention- and gentlemen-
1: Will be as important as any convention we've ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, cspoa.org for details. We'll keep an eye on the ball and pray you do too. Join us every week on the Sheriff Mac Show and cspoa.org.
0: God bless. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 real buckaroo calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com
6: decades after jimmy carter joe biden picked up where he left off with america surrendering to terrorists Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain of the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake. Twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America. JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, what an incredible two hours. I'm telling you right now, the first hour, our guest, Richie McDonald-Brown, listener from Bulgaria. Did you know we had listeners all across the world? One of them heard our incredible interview with a gentleman that was from the Ukraine and said, hey, I want to give an alternate discussion uh, regarding that. Richie basically has studied and has been a reporter on. In other words, he's written about bio since the early 1980s the thousand year plus history of this quote world threatening and extremely lethal strategy is a subset of which ultimately caused the great plague and killed literally a third of europe's populace back in the day continues on now understand this bio Warfare. This geopolitical narrative is not new, ladies and gentlemen. Records from Operation Paperclip document this very clearly and show how the United States had warf- war warfare strategists that were protected and sheltered by the government in the Third Reich, Japan, etc. And they eventually developed this um, effort. Look this up on the internet, basically. U S A M R, so U-S-A-M-R-I-I-D. And you can look it up and you'll understand that these are the labs where they work on their eugenics plans. These are the labs where they create plagues and disasters and viruses, etc. This is the lab that goes kind of the genesis of the Wuhan lab that eventually released the coronavirus on an unsuspecting world intentionally, ladies and gentlemen. The recent publication by Pfizer literally documents it's nine pages long. It documents the death and the destruction of the vaccination shots. Ladies and gentlemen, the Biden administration literally peddled propaganda and should be arrested and criminally charged for his abuses. The Biden administration literally funded a whopping one billion dollars to the mainstream media, radio networks and TV networks to promote vaccine propaganda to millions of Americans, ladies and gentlemen, new court documents reveal the details of the evil that was done. Ladies and gentlemen, a FOIA request was filed and the goods were delivered on this reality check. Okay. ABC, CBS, NBC, as well as the network news folks, Fox and Bloomberg and others, they literally all got a bunch of cash to peddle vaccine propaganda. Ladies and gentlemen, their crimes are legion folks but we are very many around the world who are standing up to tyranny and we also have the nuremberg code on our side ladies and gentlemen to eventually bring these sociopaths to justice ladies and gentlemen that was our one hour two we talked with sheriff richard mack about it could be anyone in the district a wise school district a small school district east of dallas texas literally doubling down and arming their teachers to protect their students, amen, and bless them for their work, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about liberalism as a mental disorder akin to schizophrenia, according to a new study. The liberals are psychotic, ladies and gentlemen. International Women's Day, that's March 8th today. It's a global day celebrating women. What a pleasure it is to thank the mothers in our lives, the wives in our lives, the daughters in our lives, the hand who rocks the cradle rules the world make no mistake about that if you want to learn more about some incredible solutions about women and the founding era and women teaching liberty around the kitchen militia that the dinner table if you will go to lovingliberty.net and click on the loving liberty ladies tab would you please liberty roundtable.com we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic of the united states of america